Nick normally cuts out all the bits where I fall asleep. <laughs> Um, but you can look forward to that later on. Um, and you can look forward to us standing next to a waterfall, as we are, which is a beautiful setting um, for a podcast um, about a, a comic being created in 24 hours by David Wynn. You can also uh, give to our fundraising page because we're doing this in aid of the mental health charity Mind. Um, and thank you to all of you who've already so generously donated to us. But you can donate if you wish to at justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash we have issues. Um, and I think the reason uh, and the decision was mine in terms of the charity. I wasn't uh, particularly collaborative when I I, uh, I made the decision. Um, which may have caused me a little bit of discomfort with with one one individual yesterday. Oh. <laughs> um, but it is it's a charity that's very close to my heart. Not so much because I've accessed services through Mind, I haven't, but I have found them a very useful web resource in terms of inspiration and also ideas on where to look. Um, but I also uh, like the work that they're doing um, in terms of advocating for people with mental health illnesses. Um, I myself um, was diagnosed with depression and anxiety a couple of years ago, um, a point in my life when it had become increasingly clear that the depression and anxiety I'd been feeling for, for all of my adult life, um, and kind of as long as I can remember, um, got to the point where I could no longer control it. Um, and um, I went into a process that ultimately culminated in me having a nervous breakdown I think is the best way to characterise it um, but led me into um, a process where I had to access mental health services via the NHS and I think my story isn't necessarily atypical in so much as I have a fantastic general practitioner who was a psychiatrist prior to her going into general practice um, which is, uh, I think, very unusual. Uh, I know people's experiences, and we'll talk about that in a moment, people's experiences with doctors can be very um, hit and miss. Um, and I was lucky that we have a reasonable um, local service that provides a small amount of cou uh, counselling. So um, my, um, my course... Uh, my journey in terms of getting well has been through medication. I, t I take, um, still take medication um, for uh, for my illness. I've been taking citalopram and mirtazapam now for a year and a half, and the combination works really well for me. It evens me out. I don't get um, as many highs as I used to have, but I certainly don't sink down into the horrible dark lows that I used to suffer from. Um, I do still have days where I, I, I think only a couple of weeks ago I had to take a couple of days off work because my anxiety had got to the point where I couldn't physically leave the house. Um, and and I have to take myself away from work then because the, the way I react to it personally is I get angry, I get short-tempered, I get snippy with people and I, situations can blow up in my face. So the way I cope with that is to take myself out of the situation for a little bit. Uh, and I was very very fortunate that I got to take a short course of um, psychodynamic counselling as well, which <clears throat> was helpful in terms of getting me on cognitive paths that helped me think through some of the issues that maybe underlie, underlie my depression. So 
that was my journey and um i i know i'm very lucky but i know talking to george uh, about yourself beth um that that for you guys the journey hasn't been quite as straightforward no um, that's true <laughs> um did you want to talk a little bit about about your situation yeah yeah um so i was diagnosed i think it was may last year um and i've been struggling for quite a long time um but really got the actual diagnosis i think in may mm. um I, it was in the run-up to our wedding, so stress <laughs> levels through the roof, um, and I was in quite a stressful job as well, so, um, and my condition was exacerbated by my work mm-hmm. quite a lot. So, um, through taking the wedding out of everything, last December, things got to a point where I had the same sort of thing with you, really. Yeah. Um, so I stopped working well I didn't go to the go back to work um and um well, yeah I suppose a, a breakdown I suppose mm. and um since then I saw the crisis team I saw um an emergency psychiatric nurse I think I saw yeah, did, in hospital yeah. um and and then they referred me to the crisis team the crisis team came out twice the first ones were horrific were awful yeah they were um they just came in and started shouting at me and, okay. and were very aggressive and kept trying to put me in a box saying, well, you must be this, or you must be this, or you must be this. It was very much, it must be because of this, wasn't it? It was very, yeah, like, oh, yeah. you must have had something that did this. You yeah, know. and I couldn't, I, I couldn't think of anything or the, mm. or to, or to answer their question. And they just say, oh, okay, well, it must be because of this. And then I'd say something else and they'd say, oh, you must be this then. And I didn't think it was their job to pigeonhole people. I thought mm. it was their job to understand. Yeah. So, um, so that was odd and then we that sent me off into more of a panic over the next day or so so we got them back in but some some new people and they were much better much better and referred me to um local um, nhs mental health clinic i suppose which Mm. is literally five seconds from our house and um i've been (laughs) under their care since then however i've seen them twice Okay. I've seen a psychiatrist for about 20 minutes twice. Wow. Um, I'm still waiting for the reports from those meetings. Once was in February and once was in May. They, I did receive um, some sessions of sort of, I'd say, counselling, but actually it was more coping techniques um, sure. for my anxiety um, through a charity called Reclaim Life, which is a very local little charity. And I had five, five sessions. Of, you know, on a Monday evening, and um, that really has just given me coping strategies. Yeah, um, is that um, like a cognitive behavioural therapy? Kind of, yeah. They sort of take bits from all different sure. styles, and it they pitched to us as like the baby steps towards CBT, wasn't it? it was like, yeah, yeah. We weren't quite ready for full-on therapy yet, so it was sort of like do this, and it'll help build you up to a place where you're ready to do the yeah, CBT. Yeah, I forgot that actually. Yeah, I was assessed for CBT and. Psych- psychological um, therapies, but they both the all the practitioners felt I wasn't quite at that level where I could mm. handle getting everything out and then dealing with everything once it yeah. came out. So I had this sort of you know the baby steps first, and really they didn't really focus on depression. They focused on anxiety and breathing mm-hmm. and you know um, mental um, sort of imagery and things like that you can focus on, and and it has helped. I still use it, and yeah. you know I found. 
I tweaked things and found maybe mm-hmm. made them work for me basically. But I am still on a waiting list. Sure. And um, they won't tell me how long the waiting list is. And is this for for um, CBT or...? It's for psychological therapy. Sure. Because when they first came <clears> about it, I really wanted to do it, but they mm-hmm. didn't feel I was ready. And then since then, I've been sort of... There's only so much I can do by getting myself better, yep. trying to make myself better. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm still waiting. They said, right, OK, yes, we're going to send you off for this now. And it should only be a couple of months. Yeah. That was back in May. Mm. Well, no, that was back in February. <laughs> um, and I saw my psychiatrist, psychiatrist again in May, still waiting. And they, they won't tell me how long the waiting list is. I think they're probably a bit scared of a reaction from someone when they don't yeah. know how long the wait- waiting list is. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've literally heard nothing from them. I've had no reports, no write-ups from the meetings, anything to say. So I could send to my employers and say, look, yeah. this is real. Like, this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. I'm not just sitting at home doing nothing because mm. I want to um, and as such really I don't know I no, I no longer work for the company I was working for sure um, but um, that's a whole different story <laughs> <laughs> probably best not to get yeah, into yeah I'm not going to get so at the moment I'm still waiting but I do feel I feel in myself that I mm-hmm. turned quite a few corners recently mm-hmm. um and just, I think, just by going through things with work, sort of leaving there and yeah. appealing things and things that kind of spurred me into mm-hmm. wanting to do more things. So good. It helped. So it's been that's been empowering. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it would be. I thought it'd be a whole lot more stressful than yeah. it was. But perhaps I was just able to deal with it better. But um, yeah, I said to George when we first had the first meeting with my employer that. Um, a weight had been lifted but I didn't quite sure. know where to yeah. I thought it was going to come quite crashing straight back mm-hmm. down again but it, it hasn't you know it's yeah. still up there so I'm alright at the moment so it's funny your, your story makes me think you know it's another area where I've been very very lucky mm. is I had some issues where my situation was being exacerbated by um, some issues at work yeah. <clears throat> which again, I won't go into either yeah. um, and I went through a process with <clears throat> with my employer um, and I, I've ended up at the end of it being redeployed into a job that I enjoy more than any other job I've ever had. So not only have the planets aligned in terms of the people I've met in the healthcare system who've who've helped mm. me, but the planets kind of aligned for me as far as my work's concerned as yeah. well, which I'm very fortunate. Although I would say, um, although I think I, I accessed help relatively quickly if I remember rightly it was about a two or three month wait between my um, my doctor getting me to self-refer to our local mental yeah. health service um, and our local health service is called Steps to Wellbeing mm-hmm. um, the NHS run one and actually the first thing they, they tried to send me on was a, uh, a group CBT presentation yeah. Uh, the presentation was being done by uh, an individual who uh, it was her first time presenting, oh which she told us how nervous she was before <laughs> before doing it. And I, and I basically sat there for the entire thing, staring daggers at her mm. and just wanting to leave. And, and I, I felt a little bit cross that I'd been put into a position 
that tweaked my anxiety yeah. as much as yeah. that did. Yeah. And there wasn't really an understanding of what my needs were in yeah. terms. And it sounds like possibly you're in a similar situation that really? I think, I think where health services for people with, if you don't mind me characterizing yours no, like mine, um, where people with conditions like ours, so depression and anxiety that are rubbing up against each other and, you know, creating, um, quite, other worse. Yeah, absolutely, and it becomes it, it becomes a, a, a sort of feedback loop, doesn't yeah, it? Which yeah. is um, which is highly unpleasant to live with. Um, but there was a, a lack of tailoring from the healthcare services, and it's just because you, you get to see up front how critically and horribly underfunded they are. Absolutely. I had I had six sessions of psychodynamic counselling. The sixth session, I felt like I was making some real cognitive breakthroughs in terms yeah. of how I was looking at my life and things that caused me problems. And then I had to give it up at the point where it really yeah. felt like it was was being effective. Yeah. Um, uh, so from from your point of view, you're still waiting to access some sort of counselling. Yeah, I am. I but, have had counselling, well, mm. I had five sessions of counselling through my employer, and you had sure. like an employee assistance programme. Mm -hmm. And that was before, obviously before everything happened, that was kind of sort of mm. April, May, May time-ish last year. And while she was a nice enough lady, I only had an hour, and yeah. I was very conscious of not wanting to delve too deeply, just kind of tie it up into a nice little neat boat, mm -hmm. end of the hour, right, yeah, that's done, and I've just scratched the surface, and that's yeah. all we can do. Because once, if you dig any deeper, you're at the end of the hour she's like right time's up and you're yeah. left just kind of exposed and it's mm -hmm. like what do I do now to mm. send you off to you know yeah. home again because also they had to go back to work after that as yeah well. exactly like, you don't want to dig too deeply and then have to go into the office and just pretend everything's yeah, fine yeah pack it all back in again yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah yeah there's the fear of triggering because counselling yeah. can I, I used to feel exhausted after counselling yeah. because it was triggering a lot of emotions that I'd suppressed in a way I kind of I wanted I wanted to go to that but I felt like you, you can't rush it you can't mm. get right down to the bottom straight away mm -hmm. and say right we've only got an hour let's start with the bottom stuff and get that yeah. out first and then see how we get on <laughs> it's it's definitely a process that you have to go through and there just isn't mm. the time to do that in a one hour session I don't think so. I, I found it curious actually that there are I, I, when I went into it there were events in my life or things that happened in my life that I thought was causing my depression mm. and then you dig a deep a little bit deeper and it's like oh no those things that i thought were causing it were symptoms of it yeah and it, it, it's 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 interesting going through going through that journey and it certainly sounds like it's disappointing you've not had access to more because that, it sounds like you know you've got you've got the um the uh mental capacity to be able to sort of pass through these issues and actually counseling would be really yeah. beneficial yeah. I, and i find the way i looked at it is i think the nhs is brilliant at uh, curing uh, illness and disease of the body yeah and i think i think the way it's geared up to to do that i think it, it's an excellent health service and when mm. I, I still work for the nhs and i'm very proud to do so because i think that's something we get really Absolutely. right most yeah. of the time yeah. um i think i think where we get into to problems is with mental health yeah. 
and it's how bespoke an illness it is. Yeah, you can't you know. quantify it. It's, no, you can't tick a pass off and write the bones fixed mm. now. Yeah, it's done. You know, it's a really, uh, it's a really artisanal uh, illness. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, in, in so much as although we have the same things, so we have depression and anxiety because that depression is made out of um, often it, uh, obviously a chemical imbalance. You can treat chemical imbalances yeah. within the brain, but but also on on a bedrock of someone's lived experience, which is completely yeah. different for every single individual. And I suppose symptoms are mm. often common, so you know withdrawal or yeah. low mood and anger and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's not it's not necessarily caused by the same thing mm. for each person. So sure. you, for one person, you, anger management might be applicable, but for mm. someone else, it's literally just a, a, yeah. a reactive. It's not mm-hmm. the actual issue. So yeah getting to the issue is the hardest part and mm. half the time I don't think the psychiatrist I've spoken to had no idea just, yeah. you just you can't you can't just get picking things out of the air going I think it might be this I think it might be this mm. and when you've got your mum sat next to you and of course I love my mum yeah but sometimes you just you want to be on your own to talk to somebody oh but I think yeah I sort of needed her there to help yeah. me actually get me through the door but um <laughs> he's he's recommended some online things for me but Again, it's finding that motivation to yeah. do that. Yes, yes, it's great that I could just log on and have a mm-hmm. look through this. But when you're in a low point, you don't want to do that. No. So and it's, I, do, I do feel a little bit sort of left to my own devices. And it was mm-hmm. commented on um, by someone from my old employer who said, I find it bizarre that in, you referred to a, a, a sort of department called the crisis team. Mm. Yeah. Nearly a year later, mm. you're still in, you know, nothing's yeah, yeah. really changed. Yeah. What, what defines a crisis? Because crisis is something that's a real emergency. Yeah. And, you know, if you've still not had anything since then, what's the point in having a crisis? Team? Yes, right. immediate. You would have thought that it would be immediate assistance, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, it sort of leads you to that that way of thinking. So, um, from one of the things that I have begun to think about quite a lot is you know i i was lucky and I, I i'm not sure how you feel about this i suspect you might be the same but one of the things again that i felt i was very lucky with is i'm surrounded by a very caring and loving family yeah. really strong supportive friends who who helped me through my darkest days and sort of have kept me going i in terms of the illness i've had i can't think of anything more terrifying than um being alone and having yeah, to do this yeah. um how have your um do you want to talk a bit about your your family yeah. through this, yeah. and, yeah. and maybe it might be a, a chance to bring George in in terms of yeah. what, it, if you're happy to, what it's like living with someone who's of going course. through that. Yeah, uh, well, I like you said, I have been very very lucky. Um, I the, one of the reasons I wasn't admitted to hospital, you know, sort of mm. day one, was the fact that I was never going to be by myself at yeah. any moment. Yeah. Mm. Um, for for a sort of unforeseeable mm-hmm. amount of time. George had taken time off work immediately. Um, what I want, you know, sort of the day, two days after it all happened, my mum came down, I asked, I asked if mm. she didn't want to come crashing down if I didn't want her to, but she came yeah. down when I asked her to. Um, and nobody left me by myself. So it, it yeah. we, from, from experience, we know that a hospital, and sort of a, a psychiatric hospital, as George might put it, is basically keeping you away from sharp objects. Yeah. So yeah. It's, that's guess. really it's keeping you safe. Yeah. It's, it's it. You're not getting treatment so much as as in you're not there to receive treatment as you would be in a yeah. normal hospital. But 
it's really to keep you safe and I didn't need to do that mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to take up a bed and I also didn't want to be by myself yeah. mm. with people I didn't mm. know so I was happy to be at home well, I think the assumption is that with that sort of immediate kind of being taken into a place the assumption is you're going to that's where you're going to start getting treatment uh-huh. that's, that's what not, I was thinking wasn't it yeah and you were thinking oh god because I didn't go into hospital straight away I've, mm. you know, I've missed my way into the process and I'm yeah. not going to get anything or now. they just don't think I'm bad enough yeah. people are going to think I'm yeah they think you know, because you're, because as, you're at home not as important then you're, you're fine Mm. Yeah. Well, that and that's a very interesting point you've just made. Is um, I, I was really concerned about. I didn't want to go in a hospital. I was scared that I might have yeah. to. But what was driving that is oh, I am. Ju- and the same thing that drove me not to go and see the doctor for all those years is oh, there's people worse than you. Pull yourself together and yeah, stop yeah, feeling yeah, sorry for yourself. Yeah, and yeah. feeling guilty and yep. feeling like you, you know there are people that are worse than you. Or mm. in whatever situation, but mm. um it doesn't make your feelings any less valid mm. because you that's how you feel yeah. so like, I was very lucky I had, George was mm. with me most of the time yeah. and this is all coming up to Christmas and people mm. had other stuff going on and yeah, yeah. Um, his work were very helpful actually mm-hmm. in that they yeah, you know, didn't really question things too much they just let him go um, but in, in, since then I've been really lucky like, all my, I was scared to kind of tell my friends um, over New Year, I was really quite upset because one of my best friends um, was on holiday over sure. Christmas and New Year, and she had absolutely no idea anything had happened or anything would ha- has happened had been happening up until you know before before my diagnosis. So, mm. um, and I felt guilty that I hadn't told her. And then the longer it went on, the harder yeah. it was to tell her. And so in the yeah. end, I had to just text her and say, "I'm so sorry, but this has happened." And um, you know, I hope you don't mind me not telling you or kind mm. of thing. And normal you know any kind of friend would just go bugger my holiday yeah because you know, i didn't want to bother her on our lovely christmas yep. holiday mm-hmm. um bugger the holiday that you know and she was around the next day and you know trying to oh. hammer it all out which i was i was so touched by and she's been incredibly helpful to everything she's an hr manager so she has been really mm-hmm. helpful with work yeah um and just she's very down to earth and will just say things she'll bring me back to reality if i'm going a bit yeah off on a tangent but all of my friends have been really helpful mm-hmm. and i've had what's been really good is I've only had to tell a few people and they've been able to relay the correct information to other people so I've not had to Mm -hmm. keep hashing over it and telling everybody that I see Mm -hmm. each time why I can't go out or why I've not seen them for a while so it's it's been good that I can just kind of know that people know something's happened yeah and they don't really need to talk about it they're just Mm -hmm. normally now so that's that's okay so now that's an aspect that um I, I I obviously find it a little bit harder to um, maybe empathise with because part of my part of my personality, which is all driven by this depression, is I overshare. I can't help myself. I have to overshare. Yeah. So, I I can't help myself, but to tell people about it. But yeah. um, how did how did it? And, and I'm. It's funny, sort of stigma and and so forth hasn't really entered into my thinking. I I, I don't. It's weird because because. Um, I care too much about what other people think, and yeah. that's definitely about my anxiety. But at the same time, don't give a flying monkeys what they think about me and my mental health. Yeah, which is funny. I, I don't. How did you did did you feel? Because there is still maybe stigma in society. How did you feel about that? I think I think I, I felt like I wanted to explain myself a lot mm-hmm. when I got when I when I felt like I could. There was a period where I, I just did, d- didn't speak for quite yeah. a long time before for my actual breakdown. 
that I was I was sleeping mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Um, I had to, I had quite a long journey home in the car, so I had to, from work. Mm-hmm. So I would often have to stop and have a sleep, and then yeah. carry on the rest of the journey home, and then I'd get home and sleep, and I wouldn't talk. I wouldn't speak to George. It was quite horrible thinking yeah. about it, really, and what it must have done to George as well. It was unusual for you because normally when we get home, it's like oh how you know how are you doing how's your day and all this stuff and it's like yeah we're excited to see each other having a conversation and then all of a sudden you just completely sort of shut down and that like you're having naps on the way home and then yeah when you got there you weren't you weren't really coming home you were just sort of like you'd come in and go straight to sleep or yeah. you'd be asleep yeah it's very odd because the, i guess because the whole thing was so draining for you yeah but i think i so i felt like i wanted to explain myself to almost like you said almost every time but almost anyone that would listen but I was very aware of I didn't want to guilt was quite a big factor with me so I didn't want to impact other people too much and sort of offload because Mm -hmm. I felt like it was my issue my problem I'm a grown up sort of yeah (laughs) so you know I felt like I should be able to do it myself but then I've now obviously now started to realise that isn't necessarily the case and you know, people have been saying, don't be silly, of course you want to know. And it's mm. not, I'm not being silly. And then you're, you're trying to be nice to me and trying to make me feel better. But saying, don't be silly, I'm not being silly. This, yeah. is, this is real. Yeah. So I've, I've sort of started to get over the stigma a little bit. Sure. But it's quite it's still quite a weird thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I find it's... Um, I think people are quite accepting... But um, even even like my parents, even this week, my wife had a conversation with my mum that made it clear that she didn't really feel like I had a long-term mm. illness. It's almost like the way that she's thinking about it, it's almost like I'd had a cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. almost like I'd had a cold. And, 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 and Nicola had to explain to him that it's something I've lived with for a long time and continue despite the fact that i i take medication that makes me feel okay mm. most of the time it's still there it hasn't gone away know, you know, it's, it's lessened in yeah, some way yeah, yeah and, it, and it's i've also got i've also built up strategies i think that help me deal with it mm. certainly talking about it mm. and being open and i'm really lucky in so much as i can have really um, meaningful conversations with my wife about what's happening yeah. in the moment when all of a sudden I start reacting weird. Okay. I, I don't know about you, my my um, and I'm starting to get on top of this now, but not always. But uh, I know that I'm going a bit wibbly wobbly when I start asking my wife, "You're right. You sure? What's up with you? <laughs> what's going on? What's up with you?" <laughs> and it, and it's all I'm I'm thinking there's something going on with her, yeah. but it's actually I've gone wonky. <clears throat> and it's yeah. it's it, I actually had a uh, had a moment of clarity walking around Asda last week <laughs> with her, and as we'd gone in. I'm like, what's up with you? Why are you being funny with me? What's going on? And I didn't realise it was my anxiety had started yeah. tweaking because I'm mm. going into a place where there's lots of people and it's big and crowded and noisy. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm still going on a journey where I, I start realising things. I, I, I still realise things about myself. Yeah. And I realise actually how much of it um, I don't have to write phrase, but I kind of um, I don't I don't think project is the word yeah. I'm looking for. So I project it onto my partner. Um, and I think it's uh, I think my partner's got a problem with me <laughs> and I get cross with her yeah. um, uh, so maybe I don't know if I need to ask George but um, <laughs> I, I, I know for my wife I know living with me has been 
very tough. Um, I, I don't know if you prepared to talk a little bit about your experience of living with someone who's going through. Yeah. Um, Without you guys so. having a fight, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're way past that now. <laughs> Sorry, we had one on the way down. Yeah. Good. Just to get it out of our system. We didn't. No, we didn't. It's alive. Yeah, careful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't make stuff shut up. She's here. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's it was very it's very odd for for me because our our dynamic as a couple has always been that um, I've been sort of the miserable curmudgeon of has been dragging me out to the social events and making sure that you know we we see people and we you know um socialize and all the rest of it mm. and then for all of a sudden for her to well for these issues to sort of take over i, I don't want to say that all of a sudden she's got these issues because i know it's been going on mm. for ages but um for all of a sudden for those issues to sort of become too much for her um it just it throws the it threw the whole balance out of whack, and then suddenly I was having to sort of step up and, um, you know, make the phone calls to the mm -hmm. doctors or take it out yeah. of the hospital or all this stuff. all this stuff like um, that she'd always be doing, like I don't know, phoning up for a takeaway, Even, yeah. you know, just organizing, yeah, organizing things. It's just all of a sudden, like. I had to organise absolutely everything because you still wanted to be involved with everything. You still wanted to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you were my in, anxiety. Yeah, but yeah. you were in no fit state to deal with any of it. So I yeah. was sort of having to sort of compensate for that and it was quite... You were feeding back to me as well. Yeah. And I was probably putting pressure on George because I was sort of saying, what's happening with this? Have you spoken about that? Have you thought about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. What about this person? Do they think this? Do they think this about me? And he's like, no. It's fine. It's all, it's all fine. And then in the next room, you're like, "Shit, I've not done any of that." <laughs> <laughs> it's that typical thing about um, like when uh, to use a stereotype that when the blokes go down the pub and then they come home and the wife's saying, "Oh, how's so and so?" It's like, "Yes, yeah, fine." Yeah. So how's how's his missus? No idea, she wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. you know, all yeah. of a sudden, I'm having to sort of take in all this information and retain it instead of just being yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Don't worry about it." Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you feel supported by friends and family as well? Because you know, I, I, I know it sounds like sounds like we both had had support. But I often yeah. I often worried that that people weren't thinking about um, uh, the price that Nicola was having to pay. So, mm. I mean, did you feel like friends and family were supporting you? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think my work my work were more supportive than Beth's work. <laughs> to be honest with everything well, yeah. that was going on, mm. um, but that's sort of look at the dry, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, my friends and family, they'd had some experience with um, another family member sort of a bit earlier, sort of the year yeah. year previous, so they were sort of geared mm -hmm. up to... Um, it was quite to fresh deal, for them. Yeah, it was, so, so yeah. They, it was sort of like they were already in that mode, so they just sort of changed the focus from that person to me almost and sort of... Um, yeah, so they were, you know... I found it quite odd because it wasn't it wasn't my story to tell. Yeah. So um I'm I'm quite similar in that I overshare a lot um on social media and just talking to mm -hmm. people in general, I tend to waffle on a bit. Um but when it's not when it's not my thing to talk about, it's like, oh, am I allowed to say that? And so yeah. you sort of want to check with that person and then yeah. that but then you that's, could have convinced yourself that you 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 weren't allowed to yeah, yeah. or overthought about it or you know thought thought too much and just went backwards and forwards and backwards mm, and forwards about whether yeah. you could say anything to anybody when actually it's just as much of an issue for you yes oh, it's, yeah, it's me that you know everything's centered around mm. but 
I'm not the only person dealing with it. It's not just me. We've we've, yeah. we've had quite heated discussions about this before, thinking talking about you know our plans for the future and things, yeah. and you know what we want to do. We want to move. We want to start a family. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And um, you know, George has always come back to the kind of thing. Well, oh, I didn't want to tell you this in case you know, in case it upset you. Yeah. And I and it got to a point where mm. one one. I'll call it a Barney. It wasn't really a Barney. <laughs> <laughs> but it got to a point where I just said, Do you know what? Fuck all of that. I don't really care. Just ignore all of, all of that. Yeah. I'm sick of everyone focusing on me all the time and mm-hmm. not tiptoeing around. So I don't really think everyone's yeah. tiptoeing around, but not wanting to rock the boat in case yep. I explode mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it, you know, it sent, it sent me off because I didn't want it. It's not all about me. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want it to all, always be about me. Yeah. And that, and the, and, the, and the sort of the equality of our relationship shift too yep. too far. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, ignore all of that. I've kind of got it under control at the minute. You know, I've been all right for the yeah. past month or so. So, you know, let's just take that as positive <laughs> and move on. But I think George still has reservations about telling me stuff <laughs> and doing <laughs> stuff. But we're starting to get slightly more uneven here we have exactly the same issue I, I hope you'll be happy to hear is 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 um nikki's never really sure of what what might trigger me and what mm. what might not mm. so that's why it's really important to my mind that we keep talking yeah um and you, you've got to do that all the time you know if you love and respect the person you're with you know that it, they will be going through it with you it's it's a it's a, a journey you go on together so yeah communication's essential to just keep keep on talking about it but it's that first step of being able to to talk about your emotions in a way that you're not used to doing because i suspect you're like me you probably suppressed a lot of stuff and And didn't think about it come home and say Mm. talking is so good well we've got 22 hours so well you know but but for someone like i mean i know how hard i can how hard it was um what I was like before it all kind of mm. for you know day zero mm-hmm. it's kind of you know I couldn't say anything mm-hmm. and if I know how how you just you mm-hmm. just can't say anything yeah. Yeah. and it's like almost you want to say something but you mm. don't know where to start because if you start yeah. you don't just go oh by the way while, you, while you've got five minutes can we just have a chat it's not just yeah. a chat where do you no. start mm-hmm. so Yes, we can say talking is really good because it is, mm. and it's really helped me and George and you as well. Well, talking about my cognitive processes has become part of the day-to-day conversation around the flat. That's really good. Oh, you've said that, so I'm feeling like this, and I think this is where I'm going with this, and I think this is what started me thinking like that. Yeah. So I know I'm reacting like this, but it's not your fault. I'm, and yeah. that's kind of become, and it, it's almost, you know, there used to be a time in my life when it was like, it was almost, that was the cliche of uh, the, like, uh, uh, yuppie American couple. Oh, yeah. Who are always talking about their feelings. Really? You've made me feel this. Yeah. But actually... Having now living a life now where um, our actual cognitive processes are part of the day-to-day conversation that we have, yeah. it's like, oh, no, actually, that's a really helpful for me and my wife. Yeah. That's a healthy. I'm going to say for everyone, but for for me and my wife, that's a really healthy way to live. Yeah, really positive way it to is live. For us as well. Mm-hmm. Even the other week, I said to you. I'm a bit of a mood today. I don't think mm. it's because you've annoyed me yeah. or whether I'm having a bit of a low day. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get back to you on that, George. Yeah. Like, okay. Just a heads up, you might have annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm not really sure what I've done. But yeah, but it's, just, just, is that useful for you, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you might have annoyed me. Yeah, that might be in trouble later yeah. on. Yeah. The amber light is on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anger may be a go. <laughs> yeah. 
It's funny. Do you know? You, it's funny. You, you start to think about day zero, and I know exactly what you mean. And I can remember my day zero. And funnily enough, my day zero started with uh, that human being in the living room, Jane, um, uh, giving me a hug in the meeting room uh, of where we worked, as basically my entire brain was imploding yeah. uh, upon me. And it was actually. It was almost like that was the first step to like a different yeah. meal. Was, was yeah. that moment where you know someone looked after me and cared about me mm. and and you know started pushing me on that sort of path to you know i had some pretty black days after that you yeah. know days when um i i remember um one of the worst days i had but they were all lots of them were pretty bad but i remember um um uh, my wife nicola was off yeah. And um, she decided it'd be a good idea, quite rightly, to take, obviously to take the dogs out for a walk. Dogs need walking. Walk your dogs, people. <laughs> um, but we were going to drive up to our local common in yeah. Southampton. And I was sat in the passenger seat, kind of huddled up into a ball. Because yeah. every car that came towards us terrified me to the core of my being. It was yeah. like, I, I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to crash into it, but just the... the the, just the feeling of being in a car going forward and other things coming towards us yeah, was, yeah. was horrible. No, no, of course not. Well, I, I don't know. It depends how you look at it. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know is it is it natural that we're sitting in metal boxes yeah, that are hurtling <laughs> towards each other? Maybe my brain had the right idea. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But um, yeah. So, but it, it's it's a lovely feeling for me personally now to have gone from that to who I am now. Now, a yeah. couple of couple of weeks ago, I got the opportunity, our, our work, our work, the place I work, my employer, um, uh, doing some really good positive work um, uh, in terms of reaching out to people with long-term illness mm. and disability. Um, and there's actually a, a, a long-term illness disability group, a lead group. Um, and um, as part of the work they're doing, I got a chance to sit down and talk to one of our HR managers oh. who wanted to hear about my experiences of having a long-term illness yeah. um, at the place we work and also about um, the, the process I went through when I had, I had my trouble. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> my trouble yeah. with work. And not only was it very cathartic, yeah. but... I took a moment to sit there and to listen to the clarity of thought that I was able to um, uh, sort of execute during that conversation and how clearly, rationally and calmly I was talking about a process that, um, you know, it kind of, it's hard to explain how um, really harsh anxiety feels. That sort of horrible surging feeling yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. that, that, you, that you get. And to not have that feeling, to not have that sort of surge of anxiety that you feel, mm. and to be able to talk about it kind of thing, I, I, I was able to take a moment and actually congratulate myself yeah. internally. Take it as a win, that's what <clears> you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. But also the ability to congratulate myself yeah. is new as well, because I had yeah. a lot of self-loathing issues. I don't yeah. know if you had similar. Oh, but absolutely. One I, of my friends got, uh, mm. picked up on one that I had absolutely mm -hmm. glossed over. Mm. It was when... I was coming to the end of my employment with my employer mm. and it was the day before I'm a wedding florist okay. and one of my my best friends who went mm. on a holiday over mm. day zero um, <laughs> it was her wedding day so it was incredibly important to me yeah. and, and obviously George we're really good friends with him and 
I was doing all her wedding flowers and I had the phone call from my job to say that I'd been dismissed. Oh man. While I had a bridesmaid's bouquet in the other hand and I had a phone oh. under my under my ear trying to put all the rest of the flowers together. Mm. I was like I had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, so it was very quite quite a short conversation. I was in shock. Yeah. And I was at home by myself and I knew that George, because George had gone off to the venue to yeah. put stuff, and he was coming back with the groom, yeah. who was minutes away, and I literally had to kind of compose myself mm. and get back on it and carry on. Oh man! And um, I literally, luck, I'm really grateful for this fact, but luckily the groom had gone a different route to George, so George came home about two seconds before he did. Mm. They didn't arrive together, and I could say to him, "I've been fired." And then literally that was all that happened, yeah, and yeah. then. I just had to carry on and then oh. it was only later on I was discussing that that situation with a friend of mine mm. um, and she said but you, ch- you actually carried on you chose to carry on and I was like but I had to I had no choice yeah. said, no but you did have a choice yeah. because you could have just collapsed in a ball and you know not thought I mean, about the flowers even if that had been a month earlier I think you would have collapsed and that would have been it we yeah. had to you know make other arrangements and no but, pun intended yeah. Um, but yeah we'd have to because I think you would have just let the whole thing You'd have yeah. had no choice. Or I just struggled a lot yeah. more, but it, it was literally like a switch. I was like, right, that's happened. Can't think about that. Yeah. I'm not going to obsess over it. I chose yeah. not to obsess over it and think yeah. about it. But I just had to get on with the job in hand. And then I was, I literally, I rang my mum and said, "This has happened. Can you ring ACAS? And I got, I'll talk to you in three days' time because I was going to the wedding and wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I did enjoy the wedding. I had a good time, but um, I could then I knew that it was sectioned off. I yeah. go back to it was still going to be there when I got my yeah. nurse ready but I, I did I did have to then I had a bit of a, a later on win that I did actually pick mm-hmm. myself up and carry yeah. on fantastic I that's <laughs> yeah it's all about it's all about um yeah keeping those partition walls in place yeah yeah I wasn't able to do that before and separate yeah. things and go I can't think about that right now and I'm not going to I'm going yeah. to focus on this yeah, yeah. I've started to be able to do that now and that's mm. helped me organize things a bit better and Blink. And you work, you working again now? Um, trying to work for myself. Oh, fantastic! So, yeah, which I think I've been thinking for a long time. I think that's the only way for me because I'm mm. generally a bit of an oddball. But so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to work for myself. I'm doing oh, with friends, so we're we're set up together, and uh-huh. you know, trying to. So if anyone's getting married and wants flowers, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> Definitely. What, if someone is getting married and they want flowers, how could they find you? Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I could say that, couldn't I? Yeah, promote, <laughs> promote yourself. <laughs> um, we are the Priory Flower Company, and not called the Priory Flower Company because of mental mm-hmm. illness, which I just realised, <laughs> um, because we live in the Priory area of Dunstable. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the Priory Flower Company, um, we're online.com, and find us there. Fantastic. Okay. Um, have you two, before we draw this to a close, have you two got anything you, you want to add that we haven't picked up on? George, I've just realised I've talked a lot. <laughs> You've talked well, brilliantly I, and I've yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. You have. I was just going to say that I think the there's a lot of people who are in this sort of limbo of when, mm. being on waiting lists and things. I think that's why charities like mine are so important. Yeah. So that they can pick up the slack because the NHS mm. is so chronically underfunded when it comes to this mental health. Yeah. And people aren't really sure of how to do it because it's got to be such a bespoke process and it's got to be such, you know, specialised uh, treatment as well. Yeah, it's not so while you're while you're in this limbo, mm-hmm. I think it's Mind and Reclaim Life and um, the other sort of charities. Blur, that can, quite blur, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who who can help you so that it's not you don't have to just sit and sort of let your anxiety 
and depression sort of take over you can if you're up to it you can um seek help elsewhere it's mm -hmm. not all down to finding the right gp or mm -hmm. getting someone to listen to you yeah you can just sort of there's say, advice for you even if it's just clicking a few you know a few pages on a web page yeah you can find it you can just sort of say something like that i can do it myself yeah <laughs> and forums i found forums quite helpful yeah sometimes yeah. i don't really want to be bombarded by other people's troubles mm -hmm. and I feel like I can't handle that and that sounds really bad of me because I if everyone thought like that mm. we all would help each other <laughs> yeah. but sometimes I've when I'm feeling better I can like go oh you know and I can celebrate yeah. with people when they've had a you know a success or yeah it's been at different stages of the of the process as well isn't it because yeah. early days there was no way you could go on for and listen to Mm. how so-and-so was feeling really bad yeah. because that would send you into a spiral whereas now you're a bit further along in you know how you've coped with it yeah so now you can share your success with other people yeah yeah but, but also it makes you feel like you're not you're not the only person that thinks like well, this. exactly yeah and despite what the illness tells you you are the only person that mm -hmm. thinks like this and you're completely yeah. different to everyone else mm -hmm. you realize you're not and that's, yeah. that's quite a big thing i think yeah. Yeah, definitely those feelings of guilt, those feelings that, um, oh, I, I'm just feeling sorry for myself, I'm okay. Years and years and years, and I suspect my friends stay for years, I just say, oh yeah, I get the blues occasionally. Yeah. I'm not depressed, I get the blues occasionally. Yeah. It's like, no, that's just depression, you have low mood yeah. a lot. It's, <laughs> it's not normal. It's banded around, I'm so yeah. depressed. It's like, no, you're not really, are you? Mm. You're just had a bit of a bad day. Yeah. But yeah. Is that you know you have a series of bad days mm. and it carries on and carries on? Mm -hmm. you know, is that what it is? But... And and I think I think especially in a lot of people's mind, um, the the general depression that we feel when things are going bad for us mm -hmm. gets conflated with clinical depression uh, yeah, that, that's a, a maybe a long term thing both are bad it's bad when you've got low mood yeah mm. but you know w when your favorite dog dies you feel down for a while yeah. and you know that that's what it's like that's but nature. it's that's what you're meant to feel yeah it's not just your dog dying that makes you feel that way it's mm. um driving into the new forest listening to someone singing the rainbow connection and you start yeah. crying <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. those sort of things yeah. i mean it, it's it's funny you say about how you felt about other people's experience is I remember um, I was still recording Two Grown Men when I was going through all of this and I was sort of quite quite open about what was going on in my life but the reason I was able to do that is was I, I was sat opposite my friend Nick mm. and it was just the two of us yeah I kind of the way I podcast and if you've listened on podcasts you, you'll know this I don't really I don't really think about the, there being a mic in the room I'm just having a conversation generally yeah, yeah. So we had a couple of very nice emails of people who who got back to us and said they'd enjoyed what we had spoken about and how it had helped them. And I felt completely incapable to reply to reply yeah. to those because it's like, well, I'm still feeling like this and I, I, I it's yeah. too hard it's to like talk to you personally. Then, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I was I was having so much trouble with my own mind that I could yeah, I couldn't take responsibility mm. for another person's yeah. mind. Mm. I know that isn't what they were asking no. me to do. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I found it incredibly difficult to do that. Mm. So it's only when you know, like you say now, I've I've and and it sounds like you're you're get into a really great place which is, I, I is fantastic yeah i mean obviously that, that I, f I feel like i don't want to say mm. it in a way but i feel like yeah i am yeah but if i say that i might 
jinx it or might you know might make it go away. <laughs> no, nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, I know. Well, yeah, well, look, you know, you've managed to travel to Southampton and talk to strangers about yeah. about what you've been through. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds like you know you're on a on a really strong. I don't know about you, um, but I know for me that I'm almost at a point now where I feel like it was worth it because I feel like I've come out the other end as a better human being. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. I've been told that. I've heard that a lot. Mm. And while you're going through it, you can't possibly imagine that that's the case yeah. for you. You can't you just think, oh, that happens to other mm. people. It's not going to happen for me. Yeah, you I couldn't even think about another side, never mind getting through. No, mm. no. Well, you think about all be. sides and then get yeah. all confused. But people are going, oh, when you when you get through it, it's amazing. You know, yeah. you, you are, a lot, there's a lot more clarity in your life. You you know, you see things like clearly and everything. But I'm not. I, I can. I'm starting to see it on the horizon. I haven't quite got yeah. there yet, but I, th- I can. I can sort of almost imagine it happening mm-hmm. now. Before I definitely, definitely couldn't. No. Well, I, I I wish you every success in the future. I've no Thank doubt you. you're going to make a success as well. You've been really energising to talk to. I've really enjoyed it. Actually, oh, it's been lovely. You too. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's okay, you too. I think we're going to call that that. 